Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Internet Report. This is a weekly show that we do where we break down all of the interesting events and trends that have been occurring on the internet over the past week. Uh, the internet is really important to everybody right now, and we just have to say that the internet is doing fine, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, and I'm joined by Archana Kesevan. Um, I'm Angelique Medina. And so we're going to start off by talking about some of the uh, outage events that have occurred over the last week. So this is a pretty extreme event. Um, and then we're also going to talk about some interesting things that happened uh, last week that were not outage related. So just to go through some of the interesting numbers for last week, and we're showing this in the context of uh, several going several weeks back all the way to the end of February. So what we had have seen is that overall through March, like outages were, were increasing, but then we saw them go down very slightly uh, last week, which is good. So that's a good sign. They finally dropped under 300. They had been holding steady over that for a couple of weeks. So that's a good sign. But where are we seeing um, the numbers for this? Hey, Angelique, uh, when we say outages here, that includes ISP providers, cloud providers, yeah. and, and some, some UCAS providers that we are tracking as well. So it's kind of a comprehensive. Uh, That's view. right. So these are global numbers. And just to give you uh, some ideas, as Archana said, so this includes ISPs. This includes public cloud providers. It includes uh, UCAS providers, so you can think of these as like your video conferencing tools that you're probably using a lot these days and we're using now. And they also include edge services. These are services where most uh, internet users are probably not familiar with them, but they're really uh, foundational to how the internet works. So these are things like DNS, CDNs, um, other edge services like security as a service, so uh, uh, secure uh, cloud gateways, DDoS mitigation uh, solutions. Uh, so a lot of really important uh, services. And we're tracking outages that are occurring in the networks of those providers. And these, these are kind of the, the cumulatively what the numbers look like. Now, if we just look at ISPs, we also see uh, this same downward trend. Uh, you know, still in the 200s, but it, it has gone down slightly from the previous week. And what we had, we had seen uh, just over the last part of March, there was pretty significant spike in outages over previous periods. Now, one of the things that we had been talking about was what does this mean? You know, is there an increase in outages because there's more congestion in uh, networks? Uh, could that be the reason? Well, um, actually, it doesn't seem that that's the case because we're not seeing a, a whole lot of uh, congestion um, as, as folks have expected. So why are we seeing these outages? So one of the interesting things about these outages is that overall, we're seeing an increase in duration and scope of outages. So what that means is that for a particular provider, so a particular ISP, what we're seeing is that when they're having an outage event, it's impacting more parts of their network across different regions, and even in some cases, different continents. And these outages are long. So we're talking about like 30 minutes, which is a very long time for an outage uh, to be occurring. So that suggests that it's not so much congestion or traffic stress 
that it's probably due, due to some state change in the network. So whether that's an infrastructure change or a configuration change or a peering change, either intentional, um, in, intentionally or not, uh, we don't know, um, but it sort of indicates that there's more traffic engineering going on, right? So they're, they're kind of basically making sure that their network can handle the surge that they're seeing right now. So, yeah. you know, and, and that's right. one of the reasons why the internet is like not really toppling, right? Like, I mean, we're still able to get our work done. Um, we'll see some glitches here and there. But um, to the point you were making, these providers are trying to improve their network, be that through some sort of traffic engineering, some sort of um, maybe even upgrades to their network, opening mm -hmm. up new circuits or yep. paths. So yep. they are you know, ready to handle that, that surge of traffic that we've been um, recently um, seeing because of this. Right, situation. absolutely, yeah. So it definitely speaks to, uh, uh, you know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of activity to either accommodate or compensate for increased traffic levels. And even, even simple things, I mean, they're, they're probably getting a lot of inbound requests from their peers and their customers to increase bandwidth, for example. Um, and so because of that, every time you have to make those changes to your network, you also risk, uh, you know, something going, potentially going wrong. And, and this, yeah. so some of these outages just could be evidence that there's a lot more changes being made by providers. And so how it's manifesting as an right. outage, it's not necessarily um, something's breaking, but yeah. you know, in, in the means of making things work, um, you're running into these unfortunate situations is, is yeah. what you're interpreting this as. Yep. Okay. Now, now, and, and then, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this trend goes because we saw a decrease last week and it may be that, you know, the, the, certainly the, the network operators had to kind of mobilize to start to accommodate this new traffic uh, watermark, if you will. But once they make all their changes and, and, you know, things are, are kind of normalized, then, we would expect that we would start to see a drop off to a more normal state um, in terms of the number of outages that we see. And looking at the numbers going down last week, that seems to support that. So it's going to be interesting to see where this number goes, if it continues to stay high or goes up or goes down, because if it goes up, then that indicates there might be something else going on. So um, there are kind of, uh, look uh, talks around uh, or, or things that we've seen in the news in terms of, you know, um, providers like working with each other, you know, just establishing better uh, relationship just so that they can, you know, together handle um, all, all the traffic. So yeah. if there are any any changes that based on that that comes off, then it maybe possibly could create an increase or, or a little bit of spike in it. Um, we're hoping that doesn't happen, yeah. but it, it's definitely possible. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see over the next two or three weeks if, if we see kind of a general decline or if it just you know goes up and down. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing to, to note too, just on this whole subject of how the internet is holding up, because you know, yes, we see these outage events, which as we mentioned, don't, uh, are not related to congestion. There's been, there are isolated pockets of congestion when traffic, there's, there's just a lot of traffic that's going to, uh, say, a heavily used application or a site, uh, like an unemployment site or something like that. But um, overall, we're not seeing a, a, a massive uh, increase in, in like latency or jitter or anything like that. But I, but what's interesting too is because folks that keep mentioning Netflix, for example, oh, Netflix, is Netflix going to break the internet? Because, you know, I guess it's assumed that 
we're just sitting around all day watching Netflix. Actually, Netflix traffic doesn't really use the internet backbone. Um, it doesn't use transit providers. Um, I mean, it, at least not very much, right? Because when you're streaming a Netflix video, you're actually connecting to a server that's very close by. So probably less than a mile away from you. And all of the, the videos or films are cached at that location. Now, if you have very eccentric tastes, maybe, you know, that server might have to call home and get, you know, something to, to um, show that to you. But that's not a common occurrence. Um, so, you know, there's not a lot of traffic flows normally across the internet when you're when you're streaming Netflix. Also, to the point of like the network latency that you've mentioned earlier, it's, it's more of applications getting overloaded and unable to handle it rather than the actual transport that's, you know, carrying right. the traffic across, right? Like, yep. and the ISPs that you're talking about here constitutes that backbone of how traffic's moving across the, quote, unquote, the internet. And doesn't mean that you're not seeing an increase in traffic or doesn't mean like that some applications are caving, like, you know, uh, if they are hit, but that's specifically an application um, type of overload situation rather than um, the internet or an ISP overload situation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's partly, this is because people are now paying a lot of attention to the internet. Um, but in normal conditions, the internet, there's outages, there's issues, and we're going to talk about some of these issues too. Um, it's so, amazing, right? How this yeah. infrastructure was created so yeah. many years ago, and it's actually holding up pretty fine. Um, it's, it's not yeah. um, caving under all that pressure, so it's actually pretty fantastic to see that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, looking just you know at the at the kind of the U.S. slice of the of the pie. Um, so here we we're just also again seeing in the United States a, a drop off, not drop off, but like you know a, a, a lowering of the number of outages. Uh, so that's that's good news. Um, so looking at the cloud provider networks. So, you know, clearly the cloud providers are really important right now. I think a lot of folks are now realizing, okay, you know, the, the agility um, and the, you know, just the, the size of networks and infrastructure that the cloud providers can offer um, is very valuable in a situation like this because it allows you to um, very quickly uh, stand up services and, and that sort of thing. So very important service right now. How are they doing? Uh, well, uh, actually the public cloud providers have been doing pretty well overall. I mean, there's some peaks and valleys here you see, uh, but these are actually, you know, as, as high as they look, these are fairly normal numbers um, from what we've seen before. And if we go back, you know, say like eight months or so, we've seen periods where there's uh, massive spikes and outages in provide in cloud provider networks, and we're not seeing anything near that. So this is business as usual, I think. And 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 we discussed this last week, and, and it's not really surprising to us that these providers are not necessarily seeing a lot of outages. Um, their backbone. I mean, they've invested so much in their backbone. Um, yep. A lot of providers are you know going down the path of even monetizing their their own backbones right through some services that they offer. So it's not surprising at all that they have the capability and the you know capacity to deal with um, this that that's going on right now. Yep. Um, and Absolutely. I mean, it's not just like 
expanding services that you know are already hosted in the cloud for instance if you're a saas provider you're hosted in in a cloud and you know you have to scale for the demand that's one piece of it but there are even completely new services that are being spun um, out of you know cloud providers like you know vpn gateways and and, and any kind yeah. of type of security um, instances so it's not just being able to expand your existing services but also add to the services that you're mm -hmm. using these providers for so they are pretty much seeing a lot of influx right now absolutely and and the, the good news about the the public cloud providers is that they are used to uh, to actively sort of engineering their network you know this is not you know they make you know a lot of a lot of enterprises you know making changes to their network that's a planned thing that's a scary thing i mean the the uh you know the, the public cloud providers they are continuously on a daily basis making changes to move traffic around to like accommodate the massive numbers um, and the massive traffic volumes that they see on a regular basis. So they're really good at this, you know, and if, especially if they're paying attention, they know a lot of folks are going to be using their network. They're on top of stuff. So I, I, I think, you know, we're in good shape as far as the public cloud providers, just looking, you know, at the US, um, again, they're very, very low. Um, you know, most of the numbers that we're seeing in terms of issues are, are in the Asia Pacific region. Um, in the United States, they always look you know, pretty low and, and, you know, we can see that um, the week before last, no outages and then just one last week. Now, if we look at so, the collaboration. I was just going to get here, like, how are the yeah. UCAS providers doing? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The more interesting piece of this. Right, right. Uh, so this is interesting because unlike the public cloud providers, you know, they, they are not used to seeing the volumes that they're seeing now. You know, they're probably have been, you know, hit the the hardest from a just from a volume standpoint and from a, a change from a previous period, right? Because now it's not just they're not these are not business collaboration applications anymore. These are like everyone, you know, collaboration um, or just even uh, lifeline know. application. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Right. So so they're really really important and we almost never see outage events within um, these type of providers. And we've seen a steady increase, particularly see there a spike in the middle of March. And then they declined a little bit, but still very high for typical, um, for, you know, for what normal looks like. And then again, last week, just a huge, huge number. And unfortunately, most of them are actually in the US, um, strangely enough. So, there definitely is, there are some growing pains here, I think. Um, what is interesting that we also talked about, because I think a lot of folks, again, have brought up this notion that, you know, maybe they're being overrun from a network capacity standpoint, and that's leading to like packet loss and, and you know, um, it, could that be the reason for the outage? In looking a little bit deeper at this, that doesn't appear to be the case. It does seem like that in trying to accommodate, um, you know, or just deal with this traffic increase that they're making some changes maybe to their infrastructure or configurations that are causing these outage events versus a network capacity thing. Because a lot, you know, in some of the instances here with 
some of these same providers that are experiencing outages, the impact is hitting their application particularly hard. So it's not so much that their network is getting overrun, it's that their application is just not able to deal with, um, or is dealing with, but maybe is not dealing as best as it could with, with the increase. So when we say the application's not able to hold it, like if things like, you know, I can't connect to a voice call, for instance, or it just takes longer for, um, you know, the application to dial my phone. That's something I've noticed recently mm -hmm. uh, on a few of these platforms. Like it takes a little longer for the call to actually come right. through. Um, yep. Could could those kind of be manifestations of, you know, them trying to, you know, get their network better scale and then running into some um, kind of constraints while doing it? Possibly. I mean, it, it could be that, um, you know, they're also trying to make changes on the back end to the application to scale out. And and so they have to they have to then make changes to their network to maybe, um, you know, send traffic in different directions. And that could then be, you know, why we're seeing one outage events like this and two, just a slower uh, response, slower kind of um pace of, of interacting with an application also um a lot of times when we get the get a get a phone call on our phone right that's that's some that doesn't go necessarily through the internet backbone right that goes through like a psdn backbone which is a completely different you know infrastructure than mm -hmm. uh, where these cloud providers are running um so that could also mean maybe your you know um psdn network or that's basically the telephone network is congested right. And we've heard that, right? A lot of people trying to get calls through uh, to hospitals or, or you know, mm. a lot of other uh, places during this time kind of is overwhelming that infrastructure too. Um, and and right. that's completely different than what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. So that's just a quick peek at um, some of the some of the interesting numbers that we've seen over uh, this last week. Um, but so what is interesting also is that, you know, and we brought this up earlier, you know, like, how is the internet holding up? I mean, overall, it's actually holding up incredibly well. And, you know, that speaks to the resiliency in, in terms of how it was built, you know, and that, that's, that's very interesting because, you know, you would not expect that given this dramatic spike in usage that, you know, things would, would be as, um, as performant as they are, right? Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, no, totally right. Like I think um, the internet uh, as a core infrastructure um, has, has been there for a while. I mean, this current situation has kind of put the spotlight on it. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's doing well, but what we should not forget about the internet that, you know, it's, it's by its very nature, it's, it's yep. vulnerable, it's fragile. Um, so yes, these outages might seem a little enhanced because of the current situation, right. but you know, where we've been looking at these outages over so many years, uh, we've seen patterns too, right? We've seen kind of how weak the fabric of the internet can be from say yep. a security or a trust perspective, mm -hmm. and that can cause some outages. So absolutely, I absolutely. I mean, one of yeah, I mean, well, I mean, one of the things that we talk about a lot is that there's no steady state in the cloud, right? And there's no steady state in the internet. And the internet is 
a best effort network. It's effectively a collection of independently operated networks, whether you're a provider or you're an enterprise. Um, and, and collectively that builds the fabric of the internet. And the fact that it runs so well is pretty incredible. There's some, you know, it's resilient, but it's also at the same time, strangely enough, quite fragile. Um, and we've seen that, you know, it's, it's unpredictable. Things can happen, as you mentioned, from a security standpoint or performance standpoint, and that's, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah, totally. there's there's unpredictability, right? And yeah. evidence of this, um, there was a very interesting event that occurred last week that you know folks were talking about. But again, we have to kind of remind ourselves this is this, these things happen not all these the time, happen. but they happen, right? They happen. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen so many. Of that, I mean, I, I, I think we're alluding to the uh, Ross Telecom. Right. There was a, uh, BP, yep. uh, so there was a route, uh, I guess you can call it leak or, you know, maybe even hijacking. I think they were, they were advertising themselves as uh, Cloudflare or and AWS for that matter. So um, essentially what it's um, called Ross Telecom, they inserted themselves into the traffic path by um, basically claiming that they were either Cloudflare or AWS. These were a couple of, you know, really big um, services that we saw were impacted. And, and the way they did that was essentially by, um, you know, advertising in, in BGP terms, a more specific route. So let me just... Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just, you know, to kind of add to that. So they were advertising themselves, right? And what's interesting, though, is because, you know, again, like, the, the internet is effectively like built on a chain of trust, right? Mm -hmm. So they were advertising themselves out. One of their peers is uh, level three is a transit provider. And, you know, when you get an advertised route from one of your peers, you can filter it out. You don't necessarily have to, you know, accept it as a legitimate route. And what happened in this case was that one of their peers, and obviously they have many peers, didn't filter it out, in this case, level three, and they propagated it onto their own peers. And so it just basically created this chain right. of events, right? Um, like where this was able to take place. Um, how BGP works is yeah. like, I, I advertise something, somebody takes it, and then they propagate it, right? So like a game of telephone. It's a game of telephones, exactly. And then it's, and it's, um, now it's surprising that it's kind of built on trust. You just assume there is not going to be a bad actor in place claiming yeah. to be somebody else. Um, and, and the reason this is like termed more of a hijack is because, you know, in, in theoretical terms, um, they hijacked a route that was, you know, supposed to go to a destination, but change destinations, right? Um, right, right. Um, not and we're using that term, but it's important to point out that this doesn't appear to be malicious, exactly. right? This, this appears to be due to, um, you know, some some error on on their part, um, and we can we can talk a little bit about some of the scenarios for that too. Um, so so why don't we walk through like what we're seeing here? Right, right. So what we're seeing here is actually at the time uh, when this hijack or leak happened is that this Russian ISP, which is Ross Telecom, basically inserted itself into uh, the path uh, for traffic going to 
Cloudflare, which was, you know, um, through this particular um, network prefix that we're seeing here. Yeah. And to the point earlier, how this propagated to the broader internet is their upstream provider in this particular case, level three, did not they have any, you know, um, filtering mechanisms in place. Now that we can get into that, and that's a completely separate um, area of in terms of how can you actually prevent this from happening. Uh, but let's just say that in this particular instance, there was really no, um, um, you know, way to prevent this, right? Like as in level three, basically took the route that was coming in from Ross Telecom and said, hey, you know what, to reach um, Cloudflare, I'm getting instructions to send traffic to Ross Telecom. And that's what you see here. This is actually where um, the dotted lines are showing that a path existed and a path doesn't exist right now. Right. And that's where that particular snapshot, but in reality, like in a day-to-day -day basis, when everything looks good, this is how the network path should have looked like. Level yeah. three directly talks to Cloudflare to that particular um, you know, IP address now. Uh, what ends up happening here is the situation that we saw where Cloudflare goes out of the picture and then you have um, Ross Telecom insert itself. And, and really the way they do that is, you know, uh, when it comes to routing, um, the way it works is it picks a more specific or granular um, route that exists. Uh, so on a, on a good day when everything's working as expected, slash 20, which is a broader prefix is, is announced by Cloudflare and traffic's flowing as intended. But when things go wrong, where that's what happened, here a more specific prefix was introduced right. into the internet and it was introduced by Ross Telecom, right? Yeah. Now and you can kind of think about this uh, for those unfamiliar with, with BGP routing um, as sort of like when, when you're getting a couple of different uh, like, traffic routing options through ways, right? You have your application and then suddenly you're like, they're saying, hey, we've detected a, a, a quicker um, route to, you know, wherever you're going. And then you can, you know, you can say, oh, okay, well, I want to get there, there faster. So, um, you know, uh, or sooner. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick that path. It's a little bit like that in, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, what stood out for me is, um, you know, and, and to the point we were making before is that um, this was not the first time we saw something like this happen. Um, actually, three years ago, uh, we saw Ross Telecom come into the picture in, in a very similar way. Um, again, not saying it was malicious um, because of the time frame it, uh, where this lasted, you know, like the event last week was about like 10 minutes um and the event three years ago was yeah. like just seven minutes right so, yeah. the so minute they, they did it and then they corrected course right yeah. because this was Correct. again this was like a mistake it's a mistake but this has happened in the past right which really goes to talk about this this whole fabric of the internet which right. you know by default is is does not have a security wrap around it um it, it was it didn't seem necessary when it was built um, decades ago, but right now in the environment we are in, um, I think it's absolutely critical because um, there are cases, I think this was a couple of years ago, we actually saw it, this whole concept of hijack being used in a malicious way to actually mm -hmm. steal about, uh, it was $150,000 in cryptocurrency yep. that yep. was um, 
taken out by hijacking um, AWS's uh, DNS uh, route yeah. 52 servers, right? That so was a very interesting event because it was sort of a combination of BGB hijacking and then also and DNS. <laughs> like, you know, really um, smartly executed, it was right? very well done. I mean, really well um, and um, so quite sophisticated it was pretty pretty stunning yeah definitely was so it's all it's just very important to remember that the internet as a whole um, you know is is um, sensitive to these type of you know um, um, uh, things that happen in it and uh, yes while the current situation is putting pressure on it we see that it's actually doing really well than, than what we all initially expected, you know, going into this. Um, but when you de see these occurrences, um, you know, just remember that it's not necessarily um, a situation, a byproduct of traffic or, or surge, but it's just the very nature of this uh, infrastructure we rely on. Absolutely. So that's really important to keep in mind, you know, again, it, Part of part of a lot of you know what, what's happening in terms of this chatter around the internet has to do with just we're just paying attention you know and yep. uh, and you know these things happen that's why you know you you can't assume that traffic's going to be routed the same way that we're not going to have disruptive events you know the internet's pretty massive lots of folks are involved in terms of keeping it running, you know, because again, this is about a, a collection of different networks uh, coming together. Uh, so things will go wrong and uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on it and bring you all of this uh, fresh information about what's happened um, week over week. Uh, and uh, we hope that this has uh, been valuable for you to kind of get a sense of, of what's happened and, and where we are from a performance standpoint. Uh, so why don't you... Yeah, uh, one of the things, you know, when we see these events that happen, mm -hmm. is actually do a much deeper dive into it. Absolutely. Um, we actually break it down um, in, in like great detail and, and we blog about it. So, you know, this is, these things are of interest to you, which it should be because we're all relying on the internet right, right now. So it's important to know what's going on. Is, is subscribe to our blog, right? Blog um, and then we take that. We like just break it down as we see it. And follow us on Twitter. And follow us on Twitter as well. Um, and then, like Angelique was saying, we're are we're keeping our eyes open, and every time we see something um, interesting that pops up, uh, we're making a note of it, uh, educating the community, and then uh, we'll come back. With with it next week again to um, give you our insights. All right, with that, we'll wrap today's show. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, folks.